The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. What's going off the fucking rails and we haven't even yeah. started yet? I and love like, that. I could tell you. Like, I'm funny how? Like, I, I mean, amuse you? Like, I clown? Wait a second. Are we on? It looks like we're on. We're on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha you fucker uh <laughs> yeah i started streaming like 45 seconds ago so if anything that's why he is who he is and doing what he's doing for those moments exactly so jonah just before you joined we were doing classic movie lines and dimitri came up with the best one of doing the life is like a box of chocolates but doing it in bane from batman's <laughs> oh, voice right so yeah. you know so like, we've been like kind of thinking like you should yeah like you should like, I mean, any, <laughs> anything can be in Bane's voice and automatically have a bit more gravitas to it. Yeah, well, pretty that's, much. That's that's what we were talking about. A friend of mine um, for like like a whole year and a half just did that. We just sent voice memos back back and forth to each other with every major motion picture movie line we could think of. <clears throat> Look, I am your father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in case. Except he, it would be more. No, no. No, you are not my father. You'll never be my father. Right? Like, you got to right, go, go with the other side. It's much like you can't do Sean Connery as Bane because he's the, pretty much already there. These aren't, right. the, so, these aren't the droids you're looking for. That works. Uh, so, yeah, in that case, so, so people I like the, a martini shaking, not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love this guy. So, yeah, so people of the knows. internet. Yeah, people of the internet. In case you haven't figured it out, this Welcome. is Canadian as fuck. <laughs> Not Canadian Episode as fuck on Canadian Revolution fuck. on Revolution Radio. Like we were saying, it's 2022 and everything <laughs> is good. This is Revolution Radio Canada. My name is Craig, alongside Durky Lewis, Dimitri Alexiu, and our new bestie Jonah Grinberg uh, from Numb Tongues. So we're going to be having Hello an there. awesome freaking conversation with our friend here, and uh, we're going to get that going. Uh, first, we'll get our man Dimitri to do the land acknowledgement please okay we here at canadian as fuck acknowledge that the land in which we're meeting is the traditional territory of many nations including the mississaugas of the credit the anishinaabeg the chippewa the haudenosaunee and the wendat peoples and is now home to many diverse first nations inuit and metis people and we also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the credit. Thank you, my friend. Greatly appreciated, as always. Our good friend, dear friend, Eric Alper, brought us this handsome young fella on the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. We're super stoked to be talking with you tonight, my friend. So, again, thank you so, so much for being here. We really thank appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. Honestly. It's awesome. So, uh, Dimitri, if you want to 
you know, let's get going. Let's let's hear some music. Well, is awesome. well, the thing is, they have a brand new si- Num Tongues has a brand new single out, and it features some and and on this single yeah. is a uh, somebody by the name of Dominique Xavier or Xavier Dominique Xavier Dominique Xavier who used to play with somebody named Prince. You know, so <laughs> so wow. anyway, and so That's and he cool. So yeah, and so but he is on he is on uh so numb tongues are a are a funk outfit from our fair city of Toronto. Yeah and uh and uh so this without any further ado, this is their latest single called What Do You Say? This is Numb Tongues on Canadian as fuck on Revolution Radio.
such a cool new song from Numb Tongues. That was fucking good. From Numb Tongues, that was What Do You Say? A brand new single on Revolution Radio. This is Canadian as fuck. And we're talking with the lead singer of Numb Tongues, Jonah Grinberg. And uh, there is a long tradition in pop music of mood mis- mood mismatches between the music and the lyrics. Sure. And I think this and I think that this is a fine example of it. Like um the the music is mood very mood mismatch. No, that's that's a good way of putting it too. Yeah, I think so. That's why I said it. But uh <laughs> but uh that helps. That helps. <laughs> nice one Dimitri. He's really smart. <laughs> no. No, he is. He's but, so um, smart. But uh did you was that intentional on your part to mismatch the mood between the lyrics and the lyrics and the music i don't really know not consciously at least because i mean that whole song started with like just this little surfy kind of riff that our buddy just played and looped for us and then all of a sudden it's just like i don't know there's something to be said about just the overall upbeat nature really being able to reflect at least in this case like a real nihilism behind it because like you know even just saying like the whole surfing on a tidal wave about to crash into the shore it's like such a you like you're riding that energy of good feeling but it's it's not really yeah. a good feeling i love because you're i love that yeah line. yeah thanks Mm-hmm. I had a question for you, Dimitri, if you don't mind really quickly before we go on uh, about for me? this song. For me? Uh, no, actually, uh, for our friend Jonah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. The fella, <laughs> the fella down there that wrote the song. Uh, so, All shocks. So the, um, I'm wondering in regards to, this is going to be a bit of a stab in a couple of different places, but the very first okay. verse that mm-hmm. you wrote you're talking about like mass shootings every day um you know essentially like civil unrest and you know uh, yeah. just unhappiness and you know conservatism gone you know rampant and all that sort of good stuff i just was wondering um in that song were you talking about the united states of america or were you talking about alberta did i say that out loud <laughs> boom roasted an entire <laughs> province you know funny oh, enough that you mention it i don't really i don't really follow either enough to be able to fully right i guess for me it's just more like you know it's just a constant shit show all the fucking time that's kind of exactly you're absolutely right it's just it that's all it really is i mean sure you see it fucking america no question but like we're here and we got enough shit that's always covered in a veneer of oh everything's all fine yeah you're you're absolutely right yeah totally oh i can go very english in that manner aren't we so yeah yeah so you're so getting all this stuff out on on paper or in or on record has it helped your outlook (laughs) i don't ah man well okay Uh, i'll put it like this i just saw george carlin's documentary that just came out pretty recently right yeah Mm -hmm. the one judd apatow did Mm -hmm. and I'm a big George Carlin fan. Like George Carlin very much shaped my viewpoint on life in many ways Mm -hmm. um, when I was really young and needed a voice of reason. So um, 
I was watching the documentary and there's a certain point where it comes to it. Cause he's, cause I mean, you know, you want to talk about nihilism, look no further, but really yeah. what it boils down to, um, he, his daughter was being interviewed and his daughter asked him at, at one point, like, you know, dad, if, if, if really this whole thing is such a fucking shit show and, and it's all for nothing, then what's even the fucking point of going on stage or writing or performing or any of that jazz? And he's like, I mean, well, you got me there. Cause ultimately if I'm going to be alive on this planet, I need a reason to be alive. Otherwise, what the fuck is the point of doing any of this shit in the first place? Mm -hmm. So for me, that is the means of being able to express artistically. Yeah. And perform. Is music therapy for you? Oh, I mean, yes, it, it always will be. But it also then bears the reality of existence when you're not in it. Wow. So what it's, a, a tr- it's a drug in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. sorry the, the, well, the oral stimuli and everything that's like that's sort of like gets has a hormonal triggers a hormonal response that that is attractive to people, you know, the cathartic expression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what attracted you? What attracted you to funk? Well, I mean, Funk for me is the the type of music where it's really distilled into its essence of character and rhythm and groove and really just being fundamentally about that, regardless if you're playing like one note or like a million. It's just about the character, the rhythm and the groove. And as long as the people are getting down to it, Mm -hmm. that's all that fucking matters at the end of the day. So for me funk was always the personification of everything that is great about music because it's so much just about the rhythm the groove and the character and then you have this wide open field to like experiment with whatever the fuck you want on top of it too Mm -hmm. i feel like the thing about i would say honestly my personal view when it comes to just overall viewpoints of like Blues, hard rock, country, folk, indie, uh, all that kind of stuff. At a certain point, it all just sort of becomes homogenized and just sort of sounds the same. And at a certain point, you're just like, oh, heard that. Next. Next. Sounds like sounds like something I've heard. I can't even name you because five yeah. other people sound like that. Yeah. Whereas, like, you want to talk about character? I mean, funk, you got... You got your Bootsies, you got your George Clintons, Mm. you got your James Browns, you got your Sly Stones, and they all brought something so fascinating to the mix. Even a guy like an Anthony Kiedis from the Chili Peppers who ended up being the bread and butter of all the shit I ended up doing ever since I got into them in high school. So really, it's just it's a beautiful thing because it truly is about the music as opposed to the, the image or trying to fit in with a certain sound. Oh, fuck. I, I, you, you and I could literally talk about this for hours cause I am a funk fanatic. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry. Go ahead, Derek. No one ever mentions the Ohio players. Ohio players. Tower of power is yeah. Uh, Tower of power is my jam. David Garibaldi is my, one of my favorite drummers of all. Oh, time. there you go, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And if, and you know what? Funk is, funk is such a 
a great it's such a great genre and if you you if if you listen to the majority of music like chili chili peppers covered funk yeah most most major rock bands covered funk Faith Dave No More. Dave uh, ripped off fucking funk, funk drum beats to play Nirvana's Teen Spirit, for Christ's yeah. sakes. Well, and even David Bowie had his... I mean, look at Prince, right? Yeah. Fucking yeah. Prince wrote a whole new book on what funk could possibly be. Yeah. Michael yeah. Jackson, and I mean, say what you will about the guy, the man wrote a fucking blueprint for how albums were possible to be made and perceived and thought of and conceptualized as there's amazing. It's the sort of the amazing lineage that's gone through, that's been woven through funk throughout the years. Like you say, starting with, you know, like the, you know, the, the Rufuses and the Sly Stones and, and James Brown and all that wonderful stuff, George Clinton straight through to when you start getting into the nineties, there was that wonderful kind of explosion of like brand new heavies and Jamiroquai. And those are the bands that really influenced us like you know yeah. primus jamiroquai we're big talking heads fans too they were on their own fucking trip in and fucking, of themselves yeah. fucking love this guy okay <laughs> the rhythm section drinking. the rhythm we're section the rhythm section it. from the talking heads tina tina weymouth and um uh, chris france, chris, chris yeah. france literally yeah. <laughs> changed the trajectory of popular music those two musicians alone as far as i'm concerned well okay, they brought it Remain in Light and Speaking in Tongues are two of the greatest albums ever made, and not just because I had religious experiences of them listening on psychedelics. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, no, well, not fear, at all. Well, don't forget, don't forget Fear of Music. I love Fear of Music. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, but, uh, but, yeah, like they brought in, they brought in all the uh, African polyrhythms and everything into, into funk. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, that's yeah. the thing for me. At the end of the day, it's like you know. People want to talk about cultural appropriation and there's instances where it is inappropriate, but then without it, you wouldn't have music. Mm. And that's one of the greatest things to ever exist. Like if the Beatles didn't go to India, then would we be talking about half the music we're even into right now? That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. Very true. It ends up it's ultimately at the end of the day, music is the single most unifying human artistic experience when experienced live especially Definitely. oh yeah uh jonah can we uh can we go backwards uh a bit where did yeah. you uh, where did you grow up uh born and raised in toronto uh what neighborhood know? well basically anywhere between york mills and young and egg oh okay. like you know just overall in that whole vicinity living in one house or the other nice um Decent yeah story. yeah hey you know it's uh it's it's the biggest small city and the smallest big city yeah, yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. and uh what are some of your earliest influences i mean obviously we're talking about funk music but what were some of the earliest things that you that that got you into essentially wanting to be a musician well i mean for me the whole thing about music was that i got into it through performing in musicals as a kid on stage so what school did you go then, to did you go to earl Hag by any chance no i didn't okay. but like you know with whatever like after school program stuff that they had and i was always like the one guy who could sing so to speak so you know um, and I, whether it was like a camp or whatever, and I was usually cast as one of the leads and just ended up, you know, learning how to perform on stage and sing and act and understand how you present 
energy on stage and all that, all that stuff. So that was where my, my initial training, I guess, for performing or even writing stuff was concerned. And then in high school, I just was smoking a shit ton of weed. I mean, I still am, but I (laughs) more so like, just really getting into like anything and everything I could sink my teeth into at that point. I mean, I was always a big Beatles fan growing up and, you know, just had a lot enough early musical stuff that I would have been listening to at that point. Like I remember when I was six, I had a Remy Shan CD. Oh, Remy Shand. We actually played Remy Shand on this program like three or four (laughs) weeks ago. Yeah. Dude, it's classic stuff. Dude, dude, I want to meet the guy already. Like, that guy, like, he, he. Man, people don't talk enough good about Remy Shand. Yeah, he's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Nice. Okay, so basically, you've done that. And can you remember what would have been. Was there a specific song? Because I can actually point to it, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll, t- I'll tell you what one of mine was afterwards. Okay, a funk song that really just got you, and and you were just like, "This is it! Like this speaks to me. This is where I'm going now." Well, I don't know if it was necessarily like one song or like. I just think there's enough moments throughout my life where like enough given songs or albums I would have been listening to that really were just there and effervescent and really just shaped what I was thinking at that point. I guess for me, I'd, I'd be able to speak more in terms of like albums that really like got me going. Cause I mean, like, you know, I'm really big into, um, uh, incubus, their album science okay i listened to that one like a handful of years ago like 20 years after it already come out mind you but i was like really getting into them and they inspired me to try like experimenting with a dj in a rock band which is a lot harder than you even fucking realize it it is what what makes it hard well you gotta basically take um you gotta take a sound scratch it to a rhythm to an arrangement that already exists okay so you have to choose the sound you have to lock in with the rhythm and the arrangement already exists underneath it unless you're you're doing what incubus is doing is like basically workshopping everything they do around the dj so it's basically acting as a click but that depends on if you're playing to a click or not Mm -hmm. but it it really is like a, a a thing of like you gotta like lock in with the band and choose the right sounds and have it match so that it sounds like it's blending everything together. Um, but even, but even like an album like midnight vultures by Beck, where I really think like that just is a perfect example of like, Oh, you can take all these different fucking sounds and put them in the fucking blender and it all sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm ri- for me, my whole thing about any music I listen to is like, is it funky? Does it have trippy sounds? Is it fun to sing to? Is it fun to dance to? And is it fun to sa- to listen to on drugs? If it's like one of those five, <laughs> I'm good. Awesome. If it's all five, well then baby, we got a winner. There it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
so like you know shit like that was big you ever listen to the mollusk by ween that's a brilliant album Ooh, for ween, sure ween yeah ween's brilliant man brilliant. so yeah. so like shit like that i i've been listening to constantly i mean my my taste is all over the place so i could go on for hours and hours about yeah. like albums and stuff that were like i even mentioned michael jackson i've been getting back into him just because the way in which he is so like technically perfect in the shit that he does whether it's like dancing or fashion or just the way his records sound versus like if you ever listen to the this is it version of of all his songs like the tour he was going to do right before he died the arrangements on that is better than most of the albums yeah wow yeah okay yeah it's it's quite stunning like the level in which it was able to get to and like i wasn't even born or alive during like the heyday of it but when you look back you realize man that was like game changer is not even the word yeah, it's past that point. Like the yeah. guy was bigger than Elvis and the Beatles combined, almost. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he definitely was at the point. Yeah, I um, if I may, really quickly, one of the songs that got me into funk uh, at the time, just after I'd finished high school and I had gone to uh, college, I was um, I'm a drummer, so getting into breakbeat and all that yeah. stuff, right? Oh, you want? Then, yeah. So this was one of my earliest introductions to that. When I heard that, when I was 18, that fucking yeah. blew my mind because I was like, holy shit, that's the drum beat for Raw Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It takes two, right? That was the drum sample, the boom to yeah, woo. Yeah. Right? So that just that, that I was like, uh, now I'm hungry. Now I got to find, you know, um, like uh, Walk on Gilded Splinters by Dr. John is the, the right. drum sample for Beck's Loser and like all of these things, right? I was just you know, like, it's- oh, I got to guess I got to start getting all this stuff. See, for me, I would say the combination between funk, reggae, and electronic music is all this stuff that is encapsulated in in what you're into. Because Mm -hmm. for me, like, the funk is the funk. The reggae is almost the anti-funk in that it's it's about the groove and the rhythm of the character, but it's so much more laid back. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's the flip side of it. And then you have electronic music, which is really just, like, the world's your fucking oyster as far as the soundscapes you could possibly make. And it's really, if you're able to take the possibilities of that and throw it in with actual dance groove, well, now it's a work of art Absolutely. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I, I would say like another artist that I'm really into, I don't know if you know Corey Wong at all. Hmm. Don't Do know I, that, no. Do you no. know Wolfpack? I've heard that. I've heard that name before. Yeah. Okay. So Wolfpack is this like funk band from Ann Arbor and I've seen them live and they're fucking incredible mm-hmm. and really got their aesthetic and their tones down to a certain point. They've got this one guitar player who like he's in the band, but he's also like really mainly well known for his solo career. Mm-hmm. And he's got this YouTube show called Corey and the Wong notes and he that's awesome is yeah and he's got like the full decked out band and he's got like i can't even count the amount of albums that he's already got at this point 
but like as far as like a modern funk guitar example of someone that's really influenced us like Corey Wong is talk about another guy who really has his aesthetic down and just his understanding of his music his image his the way it all connects to each other it's it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. yeah awesome so I think that we have to talk about what it was like working with Dominique Xavier. How, like, to, like, what was that experience like work, working on with him on what do you say? Well, so if we're going to really talk about what do you say, then we even have to go back further. Than okay. Dominique Xavier. So basically. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Okay, this is like the the long and short of the history, but the pretty much the history of the band as it stands now and and this song in and of itself is pretty pretty tied together. So 2017, okay? Late 2017 was when this song was first demoed and written. Like lyrics five ye- and five years ago. Structure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this was with a buddy of ours named Dave Zimmer, who isn't in our band, wasn't in our band, but basically was playing with us as like a favor to us uh, because we had just lost a guitar player and he was willing to like come in and play the certain shows we had at that point. Uh, and basically said like, I'll do it up until this point, but at this point you need to have a guitar player. And then by that point we met Tristan, our current guitar player who's been in the band ever since. So 2017 was when this song was written 2018. Um, Tristan's in the band. Our bassist had just left and the three of us were like, okay, so what are we doing? What do we want to do? And we made three singles, just the three of us with Tristan playing guitar and bass so that we, we were able to hone in on just what we wanted and without as much outside interference as possible. Then around that same time, 2018, um, ghost note, the band was in Toronto playing, uh, the Rex. And okay. they were they were call they were playing you know every year in in Toronto, um, and they always tried to do two nights as often as they could, um, and I mean Ghost Note for those who don't know Ghost Note Ghost Note is a band made of former Prince and Snarky Puppy players. Okay, so we're talking like heavy, heavy, heavy fucking hitters, and they're, and they're at the Rex shit. Okay, yeah, so like Corey. Mm. Corey's been in the band basically the, the, it existed, but it didn't exist. And then he joined and then shit really started to happen. So he would always go see ghost note and still does whenever they play in Toronto. Um, 
and he started becoming friendly with the band and became friendly and acquainted with uh, Dominique Xavier. Um, and literally on, on one of the first nights that I met him, I found out that he had just joined Toto. Okay. So, so like, so, so like, you know, pretty, pretty crazy all in hindsight to even think any of this is possible, but Corey sly fucking great genius bastard that he is, uh, just sort of just started, you know, becoming friendly with Dominique Xavier and they would chill and smoke weed and do whatever and shoot the shit. And then after they'd already left on to continue on their tour, I'm at work and one day and all of a sudden I get a text say, from Corey saying, so I asked Dominique Xavier if there was ever a possibility <laughs> if he'd be down to play on a song of ours. And he said, yes. And I jumped for joy and screamed all over the room for about two minutes That's after amazing. that. Yeah. So, so keep in mind, Dominique Xavier lives in Los Angeles. Yes. And he's in, he's on tour constantly. So, I mean, we sent him the song that we ended up recording in 2019 and you know, shit's hectic enough. We got it at the end of 2019. Once we'd gotten like all the audio and his was the last piece and he sent it and it was just like, oh my God, this is exactly what this whole thing needed the whole fucking time. Yes. Plus the fact that we decided to add horn arrangements on top of that too, just because like we, it had that, it had that thing to it that we felt like it could really like thicken it out. Cause we tried it live once with just at a show. And it was just like, Oh my God, if, if we did it like this, it would just seal the whole deal. So we got the horns, we got the keys, we just beefed it up and made this like the craziest music production thing I'd been in, involved with in at that point. And then COVID hit. Good old and fucking COVID. Good old fucking COVID. So that was 2020 and we, sh we fired our producer, not going to get into that and needed to like, really like, we basically were at a point where we had like these three songs we recorded. And then these other three we made with each other, um, like sending files to each mm -hmm. other. <laughs> so and we just needed someone who could mix the whole thing and master it so it sounds like it could be in its own ep so to speak yes so i mean by that point like i haven't seen you know at this point i saw dom uh ghost note like recently like a couple months back and that was my first time even seeing them at all in person remotely since like 2019 yeah yeah wow. so i mean that just goes to show you because and it, and then by that point we'd already been sitting on the music video for like a full year so oh, wow yeah this was this was like one of those songs that like we really put a lot of eggs into the basket because yeah. we just we just knew especially with dominique xavier and then just knew knowing we had to raise it that much more because of it it's just like yeah yeah to say i'm glad that it's released is an understatement no doubt 
Like you say, oh, it's only yeah. been five years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So any concert plans? Well, uh, we got a show in London in January. and Ontario? Got, yeah. Okay. And we got a show at the Horseshoe February 4th. Nice. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to have to come. Definitely. Yes. That'll be fucking Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Oh, Love man. That's going to be person, a great man. night. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. 100%. Yeah, oh, dude, that would be fucking great. I love. Well, it. yeah, I like goddamn, I love the shoe. Well, especially you and Craig talking about funk like that. That's just like you. You guys are gonna go nuts over each other. But, yeah. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. And uh, what's all about? And uh, I, th- if any anybody else have a question for Jonah before we talk about the second song? Yeah, Turkey. Yes. Okay. I want to know. Okay, so so we know that you're the singer of the band. Yes. I want to know if you play anything. Well, um, I make beats. Okay. Awesome. And I I write and I can play basic guitar chords, but don't ever ask me to play guitar on stage. Wonderful. Um, you know, I can hit a a couple of percussion things here and there, but I probably wouldn't trust me to be the drummer right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know? So, uh, right. um, <laughs> so does that really, does, does that answer your question? That really yeah. answers my question. Okay. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. I know a few of you. So, so what, 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 uh, what grabbed me on that? Uh, I'm really echoey cause there's nothing in my fucking house right now. Um, uh, I'm moving. So, Sorry. Um, what really grabbed me like that. So usually my first comment is like, because we, we have a side chat and, I, and we, we say things. And usually my first comment about, uh, especially like funk based R&B, that kind of stuff. I will usually comment about the bass. Yeah. I'm, I am not going to comment about the bass. Because whoever is playing keyboards on that song is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. That like I was like that little tinkly roads bucket. I was like, holy shit, that sounds amazing. So, yeah. yeah, man. Who's well, that's playing, a, well, who's playing keyboards on that? So that's Dominique Xavier on keyboards oh, on that song. Of course it is. Like so, go, man. but here's the thing. So so it's funny you even mentioned the bass because like that's not one of those songs that it's necessarily bass focused. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, the guy who's playing bass on it. Isn't our bassist <laughs> really? Um, who is well, it? he is a good friend of ours. His name is Spencer Bridgewater. He plays in a band called Mauve Grove, and he also plays in a band called Hands Pockets. Um, but basically, um, he's again another one of those guys who said, "Like, yo, I'm not in this band, but I'm willing to fucking help y'all out and play whatever shows you need in the meantime." So he played a bunch of shows for us. In like 2018, 2019. And then when it came time to want to record, it just like, it just made sense at that point. And then at that point, it's like, if if we're talking that that was recorded in 2019, well, now you need to see us in 2022 with our actual bassist, Max, just slapping that fucking thing like a monster truck. Nice. Sounds great. That's awesome. Like, like, I, I, I can personally vouch and say that numb tongues has one of the greatest rhythm sections i've ever heard in my entire life a bold claim awesome good for you so yeah so if Mm. if that if that doesn't pique your fancy on the song live certainly will 
Yeah, fuck, man. So February 4th, right? We're talking February Horseshoe? February 4th, Horseshoe Tavern. Definitely. And, where, be and, there, where, and what's the date in London, Ontario? Uh, January 21st in London, we're playing with a band called Fun Fact. And nice. uh, okay. <laughs> what what venue in London? Um, I think it's Rum Runners. Um, but that I'll have to right. get. But I think so. I've never I've never played London actually, so I'm looking forward. That's to it. a lot of fun. Yeah, fun town, fun university oh, yeah. town. So you'll have a blast. Good town. Good town. Yeah. Awesome, so buddy. So before we let you go, we have to talk about the next track we're going to play. And I do have uh, a quick one last quick question, Dimitri. If you don't, oh, by all means. Over top of your left hand shoulder, my friend, is that a Spinal Tap poster by any chance? Oh, is that a which this one? No, behind your your left shoulder. Oh, I, I'm not sure if your mirror image. Oh, it looks. Oh, what is that? Oh no, it's Beetlejuice. I got Beetlejuice. I, I, I saw got, the I saw the right hand side of it. I thought I it, got I Truman thought it, Show. Okay. Nice. I got Ferris Bueller. I got Clockwork Orange. One of my all time favorites. Nice. Absolutely. I got Godfather and Apocalypse Now over in the other room, and nice. I got Audio Slave. Fuck it. Oh, awesome. okay. Awesome, buddy. Love it. So the next song we're going to listen to is called Dance, and it features a lady named Alexandra Willett. It does. Yes. And she is known for her folk pop style. But she can also lean into jazz and rock when she wants to. And she has performed musical theater. And I'm wondering, since you brought up musical theater, did you ever perform musical theater with her? Oh, man. Musical theater has nothing to do with how I know her, what a relationship is. Basic and again, someone I have not seen since early 2020, 2019. So shout out to Alexandra Willett and hope f- that it does happen one day. Uh, basically, so the way that all came about was um, I met Alexandra through again Spencer and Mauve Grove and the friends in in their crew, um, and just seeing her here and there at whatever. And then I started to see her more and more at this funk jam that I go to. Um, and it's a, and it's a blast. And it's like an all improv funk jam, you know? So like all musicians and singers trading instruments and mics keep, keeps going. Awesome. Where, where's yeah, that? It's, oh, it's uh well, now it's at the Tuesday. It's every Tuesday at the supermarket. Oh, okay. Um, oh, Kensington yeah. market. Okay. Nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but um, back then it wasn't, but it was like right before the pandemic. And, you know, we, you know, went on stage a couple of times, fun fucking times. And she's like an amazing singer, you know, so it's it's really a no brainer that I would want to work with her. Um, she's well known for doing the folk and, and the all that stuff. And she's really good at it. So then COVID hit, of course. And I was and I was working on the beat for dance and we were sending files as a band to each other and just making that song from a beat, really. And Max had just joined at that point. So he was just getting his bass chops in, so to speak. Um, And then I wrote the lyrics and really heard like this. this female vocal in it and just like very much like you want to talk about talking heads very much in that whole Tom, Tom club, go, go type of type of vibe where I was just like, something needs to be brought out here a bit 
more of just like this peppy kind of energy yeah right here you know like something like that so basically um (laughs) i had i had that whole vibe in mind and i knew her and i knew she could sing so i was just like all right i'll send you the 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 song and if you can send me something back and you and let's just see and she at this point i think was I don't know if she had moved back to Montreal or Quebec yet. Um, Cause that's where she's at at the moment. As far as I, I know is in Quebec. Um, but basically, yes. Yeah, so basically again, just got her parts through, uh, through sharing files online. And then, yeah, that song we sat on for a good couple of years also waiting for the right time to release it. So and it and came really, out in May. It came, it out, came in out in May. And really, it's like it's like one of those songs that really is like a, a stamp as far as like, okay, this is what this is a good taste of the kind of stuff you're going to hear going forward. Because like it really solidified like just wanting to make that fucking dance funky kind of music, especially in in like a pandemic when it was first written, where it's just like I need something to fucking jump and dance and vibe to like no one's fucking watching me and that was the song that was my anthem for it we always need we always need music like that we need music like that yeah you've been a blast to talk to sir y'all have been a blast dude you're you're fun we hope you've had fun tonight like this is this has been a blast man honestly yeah definitely so dude we're would you know like i say you can come back anytime you like if you got new music coming out or anything like that let us know drop us a line we'll gladly have you on and and chat because like i say i could talk to you about funk for the next three hours (laughs) oh yeah man you me both awesome like he swears more than i do so i mean well, I don't know about that, Derek. <laughs> By the way, I want to ask you what I, I I I like jerky, but was there a reason behind the the Dirk, so to speak? It's a it's a long story. Um, a very old friend of mine had a had a son, um, and when he was very very small, um, he would call me Dirky. Oh, that couldn't say normal. Derek. Couldn't, couldn't say, say Derek. Derek. Couldn't say Derek, but he could say Dirky for some reason. So he called me Dirky for like the longest time. And he's like, he's twenty one now. Yeah, he still calls me Dirky. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's just poetic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of a few months back, he uh, Derek decided to on the bottom left hand side basically put down like I think it was like. From a fish called Wanda, Doctor Manfringensen, and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, fucking amazing. Derek's actually come up with some of the best, best Canadian as fuck names. So there you go. Yeah, it's just fun. We're just here for fun. We're That's just, it. You That's know, it. Just talking shit, having fun. Yeah. Anyway, dude, Jonah, thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. We really greatly appreciate it, dude. Oh, hey, yeah. thanks for having me, man. I I hope to to reconnect in person. Definitely. Oh, yeah. goddamn. We're we're gonna be at your show on the on uh, on the fourth of February for sure. Definitely. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Awesome, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, or you know, people of the internet, this is a uh, on. Uh, thank you very much, for Jonah Grinberg from Numb Tongues. This is Numb Tongues with Alexander Willett. Uh, on Canadian as fuck dance on Revolution Radio. Thanks again, Jonah. Thank you, guys.
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.